welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, I've got two lovely, lovely ladies uh, who I've <laughs> um, who uh, are roommates, and um, I met them through mutual friends uh, over on the east side. Um, one of them is a anthropology and art history major at UWM. The other does costuming. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, our passions, our lives, where we're at right now, and uh, also just catch up because it's been a while. So, Jessica Giannis, Michaela Lemons, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's happening? How are you guys doing? Currently, uh, just, you know, working through the whole COVID thing, uh, trying to figure out what exactly that looks like going forward with school. Um, cause I'm, oh God, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not mentally prepared for it. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to take a semester off just to try and get everything a little in order, but just kind of vibing with that at the moment. Things are feeling weirdly stagnant. Yeah. And trying to make a bunch of money now that things are open again, that I was supposed to be making over the summer so I can, you know, make my rent. Cause that's lovely. Uh, so working a lot, I actually worked funny facts, a DNC party uh, on Tuesday, which was oh, freaking wow. crazy. They can drink like nobody's business. And I, I think I can relate just the tiniest bit more to politicians on like all of the 300 things I can't. Sorry about that noise. My cat just yeeted my phone off of my table. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's lots of working. Lots of preparing for school with COVID. Uh, lots of being exhausted and trying to make time to clean the house. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, are you still at Central? No, 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 no. I switched that a while ago. Um, it was a lovely place with lovely people. I do suggest going there, but uh, it was not making me the money I needed. So like about last, this time, almost last year, I quit there. And I switched over to doing some nicer cocktail bartending work at the St. Kate Arts Hotel. And oh, I worked, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I picked up a job in Cedarburg, like literally two weeks ago that I'm still getting used to bartending. Um, surprisingly good food for Cedarburg, which like, I don't want to hate on anyone who's from Cedarburg, but like the food's actually pretty good there at Lime Cantina. So I'm getting used to it. Lots of Navy strength drinks, which I like. But yeah, Cedarburg's a cute town, I guess, as far as uh, you know, mid-state Wisconsin towns go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some cute shops. Uh, shout out to Amy's, the candy shop. Um, yeah. Uh, I, well, that's a bit of a drive, though. Yeah, it's kind of a pain uh, going into work at like three and having to leave by like two twenty-five every day. And then coming back into town and being like, oh, nice. I got off work at 1230. I guess I'll be home by 1 a.m. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you guys still on the east side? No, yes, we sir. are. Yep, like two blocks from campus. Mm-hmm. Damn, right in the heart. Right <laughs> in the heart of it. It's right in the heart. We, tell we hear a bunch of people throwing parties during COVID. And we're like, can y'all not? I'm tired. <laughs> That's low-key everywhere, though. Yeah. Like. So I'm right over the bridge in River West. You know, I'm just a dirty hippie now. 
Um, but, uh, but now question mark. <laughs> yeah. I've always, it's a new development. Right. Um, but, um, but there's still people congregating here and, and, you know, hang out in groups and shit. So mm. I think that's just everywhere. I'm unemployed right now. So I just sit at home most of the time and go on the occasional walk to Reservoir Park. Yeah. Heard. Mm-hmm. I was in that boat, but instead of going on walks, I was just, I picked up this anime dating sim because I guess I hate myself. Um, but it turned out to be very good to the point where I've, it started with just me vying for four beautiful men's attention and love. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, someone can time travel. You're a superhero now. There's a suicide bomber terrorist. And so I've just been keeping everyone in our friend group up to date on the plot as it continues to thicken. And they've all been very immersed in my plot summaries. For some reason, we are uh, enthralled. So, <laughs> what is it you, you <laughs> I'm it's just called, confused. Here we go, let's see if they'll sponsor us. It's called okay. Mr. Love, Queen's Choice. Yup, that's it. So it's, so what is it? Like, is it, so it's an anime what? dating sim it's like an app oh where you date anime boys <laughs> wow okay. like wow yeah. that's, uh, i didn't know that such a thing was out there that's oh man you really have not immersed yourself in thoroughly enough with us weaves i guess not yeah i um, actually thought about putting my like levi from attack on titan pillow right between us you know just like right <laughs> just to make jessica <laughs> feel even more uncomfortable <laughs> just what about you are you working yeah um i am currently doing pizza delivery for a place in fox point um ended up losing both of my previous jobs due to covid and then they're both well because I, I was serving for Pizza Man and they're open again, I just kind of was iffy on going back to serving right now just because I don't know if it's necessarily the smartest idea and if I had another option, I might as well uh, continue working with that right now. Yeah. Um, so probably also not going to be going back to my campus job for similar reasons, but so currently doing pizza delivery, but yeah, I've been working the whole time. Oh, word. Um, I, have you been... Uh like know that it's been a big topic of discussion right now like are you making enough to like make ends meet you know like despite covid yes but not comfortably sure yeah it's like one of those like hmm by the end of the month i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have enough to pay rent but it's yeah kind of yeah. where i've been sitting for a few months i've been making more on unemployment than i made uh being a dishwasher and it's just like it makes a good case for something like UBI, you know? Uh, heard. I, I mean, I was on unemployment for like a brief period of time because when I was first let go from my job on like temporary leave, um, they gave us like a severance pay of sorts for like four weeks. And that was, no, eight weeks. And that was fine. It still wasn't as much as I would have been making. Then I got onto unemployment and I'm like, Surprisingly enough, like, I made more without the unemployment just because of the nature of my field. Like, A, I worked hard to, like, get a raise there. So I got a decent hourly, plus I got 100% of the tips I made. And so I was, like, 
doing a lot better at the time. And also summers, I was looking forward to bartending summers. And that kind of hit when all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't have a job anymore and neither does anyone else I know. And then it took forever to get me onto unemployment after like the severance pay ended. And yeah, just, I was looking forward to being like, cool, I'll pay my tuition by working super hard this summer with the DNC. And now I'm like, all right, time to be poor for a while <laughs> to pay for education. But yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. It yeah. took me two and a half months to get my unemployment. That was absolutely fucking miserable for a while. Cause like I also had to I moved into my own place, but like couldn't afford said place at first. Like I had to borrow money from my mom. And uh, it was just sort of like at the mercy of uh the government for so for a while until it just a it appeared in my account one day and then I was finally able to like pay like pay bills. everything yeah like literally like I think I like literally like one one thousand dollars or so of of that unemployment was all gone in a day because that's how much shit I had to pay off yeah, but yeah yeah just, it's so like it's so like mortifying to know that like there's still people in that boat to this day no. Oh yeah. Currently in the point where I'm like, well, you know, like the credit card bill that can hold off for a while. It's fine. Rent for <laughs> can choose the things you need to pay. Yeah, and it's I don't know, and it's even more stressful. And uh, I think was it? Oh god, this weekend or next weekend? I know they were holding like a protest specifically about. Fuck, I'm forgetting names. Uh, you know the landlord who's been like. In Milwaukee, who's been yeah. mercilessly yes. evicting Milwaukee Autonomous Tenants Union. Yes, yeah. So they're they're doing a little rally for that, which good because I'm like, man, like I've had some good landlords, like I've had some good ones, but I'm still just like, even so, I'm like, you're making money off of owning property, and that's so whack because so many people were never in a position to own property or at least to the point where it was made readily available for them even with hard work and i'm like you're just sitting here taking people's money and then making us wait like two months to get our washing machine fixed yeah yeah it's uh but it's also what am i gonna do buy a house with all of my fat stacks of money that i have yeah it's very exploitative practice and um yeah it's just like we're, we're calling for an eviction moratorium because like there's there was one at the beginning of quarantine uh-huh. but there hasn't been one since and it's like for what fucking reason is there not one when not like things have really yeah exactly it's not like all of the the months that people weren't working they're like oh yeah i have money to pay that all back right now <laughs> magically just because you lifted this band yeah yeah um i'm a firm believer in abolishing landlords but i think that'll be for a deeper (laughs) a deeper discussion for a longer day yeah um so um so michaela so you are going back to school soon in the next couple weeks right yeah i don't really have a choice i have a scholarship so if i 
take a semester off, I lose out on like most of my financing. So yeah. I don't, I'm kind of like caught in like, I really don't want to. And like, I have to, if I want to be able to do it financially. So yep, unfortunately, I'm going back. And Jess, you're taking time off as a result of the circumstances. Yeah, that's the current plan. I still am probably going to take one or two classes just because there are some that are only offered every few years and I need them to graduate. Yeah. So I might still end up taking a couple classes, but I'm really trying to not have a full class load this semester. I don't have, I mean, obviously, like, because I haven't been in school, like, I don't really know what's going on with it. So, like, how is it being set up? Like, is is it, I heard it's something like where most things are virtual, but, um, there's a couple like in-person things or something like that. Like, uh, lab, like labs are in person. I don't know. Uh -huh. Yeah, I've, I'm not entirely sure. They've been sending various updates. They, it's been kind of going back and forth. And then also it's not very like specific department wise because there are obviously some like people who in their studies can do it a little more online versus like others who really can't. Um, whereas, you know, I kind of fall into that category of it's really hard to do what I do, uh, it being online. Yeah, you can't really, like, costume through a computer screen. Right. Uh, materials available. Like, yeah, it's not like I have a full expensive. costume <laughs> shop here in our house. Uh, so, like, the last semester when we were uh, working through our classes, obviously it was uh, kind of a no choice. We had to switch to online. Um, and it was, I mean, it was nice to see, like, how that would function if we had to do it, but I don't necessarily want to sign up for a full semester knowing it's going to be kind of like that. Um, but it was funny, my professor, he like mailed us all Barbies and was like, you're going to be making clothes for these Barbies for the rest it of the semester. It was funny. <laughs> because that's what the choice is, is going to be. Oh, damn, wow. So what are, we, what are you dressing Barbies up in, like? Oh, man, it... <laughs> I a lot of them are made out of like paper and like tissue paper because uh, it's just what we had around and they were like well we don't necessarily want you to go out and buy materials I'm like okay good because I also don't necessarily want to buy like a bunch of fabric for a tiny little like project because do you know how hard it is to sew tiny the worst <laughs> I believe it uh, yeah I can't even sew human sized things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, all sorts of <laughs> this is not what I wanted it to be, but here we are, and you know, that's fine. What do you think you're going to do to fill the time, like, in, because if you, if you go to school only part-time, like, what do you think you're going to fill the time to do instead? Uh, well, that. <laughs> uh, but I'm also hoping that I can be working more and just try and build up a bit of a savings account because all of that, you know, went down the drain with uh, current situations. Um, so anything that I had saved up is pretty much gone. So I'd, I'd like to be able to comfortably have a couple months rent saved away if I can. Um, on top of also like, hopefully I'll be able to use this and like take advantage of the time and take care of my mental health and like yeah. work on that. Um, but I feel like do trying to make all that happen on top of having like a full class load is going to be way too much. So trying to take a step back for a minute, reset myself and then go back in. Totally. That's, that's a really uh, solid plan. Um, I think like COVID definitely has caused us to like, because a lot of our regular routines were shut down, 
or otherwise altered, like kind of gives you no choice but to allocate attention to other parts of your life you don't normally always have time for, which has been a bit of a silver lining. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I grew the fuck up in a lot of ways in the last four months. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I also watched a shit ton of movies. I watched a ton of movies. I've been watching a lot. So well, you're talking about anime earlier. I've actually been watching a lot of Studio Ghibli movies. Nice. Princess Mononoke and Howl's Moving Castle. I'd never is like my one of my faves. It's a good one. I'd never seen them until this year. I've only seen a couple of them, but I'm slowly chipping away at that block of the ones that I haven't seen, and they're all lovely. Oh yeah, I also saw Akira. That shit is gruesome. Oh yeah, dude. People are like, people think anime, and then they're like, mm, it's just a bunch of weebs dancing around with like cute little like ahago eyes and stuff. And I'm like. <laughs> Uh, I'm watching Tokyo Ghoul right now, and it's just like all cannibalism and yeah. like torture. It's wild. Like lots of, I'm impressed by these voice actors' ability to just like scream in pain and misery for like literally whole ten minute scenes. And I'm like, what's what's going on? But I'm proud of you after, and your vocal cords. After a year of living in this house with Michaela, <laughs> it's kind of uh, been my understanding if it's like remotely edgy or dark she's gonna be watching it at some point oh yeah you ever seen a uh, perfect blue that's one i have not actually that one's like a psychological like horror movie but it's anime from the late 90s and uh, there's like some crazy plot twists um, you have to send me that one <laughs> i will i've made a whole list of all of them um i recently watched your name and do you see that one? Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't personally watched it yet. Okay. That one's fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, there's like some... It. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, it's just I've been finding so much imagination in movies like that. And as someone who lived in, like, a fantasy world for, like, the first 13, 14 years of my life, it's something to connect to and feel like a kid again almost. I get that a lot. And part of it, too, is, like, everyone always makes fun of how anime, they're like, this is so unrealistic. And I'm like, no shit, that's why they made it an anime. Like, that's the whole point. No one can just, like, magically, I don't care how much superhuman strength, no one's jumping over, like, three buildings in one leap. Like, it's the fucking point. It's anime. You can do what you want. You can be a dope samurai and scale buildings. Who cares? It's kind of a cool level of, like, being able to break the rules and having, like, no repercussions for it because it doesn't have to be realistic mm. yeah exactly yeah exactly that's the point <laughs> it's like you're taking yourself out of reality specifically for this reason mm-hmm. which is nice during this year <laughs> yes indeed Ooh, on that note on that little little tongue thing you had going on there Ben Shapiro's interpretation of WAP. What asking word? Yes. yes. Yeah, that, he is. That's kind of been what's getting me through this is just listening to that and laughing my ass off, and then hearing my significant other almost perfectly imitate his voice while reading that. Dude, he's so goddamn cringy. He's like every time I see him giving being given a platform, I just want to like bang what? my head against the wall. You know, like, who's paying for this? I just feel so bad for his okay. wife. Dude, yeah. 
Like that poor woman, it's like, <laughs> no, no, Probably. honey, it's trichomoniasis. <laughs> Yeah, I, she's probably very unsatisfied. Yeah, unfortunate. I mean, I saw, oh fuck, I saw this one tweet where it was just like, I am a strong conservative woman, and if you dare try to raise my minimum wage and pay me more or make me come, I will fucking scream. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> kind of what traditionalist women tend to sound like. Women. Yeah. I have it's nothing based... wrong with wanting to live that life, but like people who force it on others, I'm like, are you okay? Well, it's just like, it's, it's kind of like, it's sort of just, it's just like political and domestic Stockholm syndrome where you're like making, where you're making excuses for yourself to live, you know, with restrictions on your own auto autonomy. And it's just, it's, brainwashing and gaslighting and mm -hmm. just disgust it's disgusting and i don't i mean i get that i get that it just is it's so like weaved into like you said traditional society mm -hmm. but and religion too yeah yeah like ah <sighs> yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like well that's another thing that we could talk about for a very long time but mm -hmm. also like is not probably going to be accomplished in the immediate future. Yeah, between a, in a Zoom call. In a Zoom <laughs> call, <laughs> like millennials slash Gen Zs with no money yeah. or influence, really. Yeah. So that being said, Michaela, what um what made you interested in anthropology? Um. So actually, when I was in high school, I had the best freaking teacher ever. Her name is uh, Mrs. Loritz, Amy Loritz. Um, shout out, Amy. Uh, but she was just a phenomenal teacher. She would just do dumb stuff all the time. Like she'd dress up to perform a play for us, but like a one woman play, just cause she knew she looked like a fucking idiot. But she knew we'd all remember it. And she just, always was like encouraging people to think a little bit a little bit further on their own points when it came to like art and the way we view like cultural practices and the way we look at our society through a lens and so uh i ended up taking all three of the classes she offered of humanities so uh anthropology and sociology and then i my senior year ta'd for her for her humanities class because she's just she's hilarious um I specifically remember one field trip where we went because it was for our forensic anthropology unit. So we went to like Fox Valley Tech College and there was this like professor there who started talking about like, you know, running data analysis and like looking at like what areas to study, the machinery you would use. And I remember towards the end, I don't know how it got onto that, but he started talking about welfare and how people are eating steak and lobster and it got like political. And I remember my teacher in the back just laughing and then us getting back on the bus and all of us just making fun of him like crazy. And she was like, man, that guy was fucking stupid. And I'm like, I, she's great. It's still a joke to this day that like, I'll send her, like we'll send each other like academic, like, 
papers that are coming out on anthropology that we think are cool and we're like, hey, you would like this. But she pretty much got me into it at first. And then I kind of, the more I studied it and the more I realized like, wow, I like knowing how people work. And I like knowing how people work small scale and large scale and what different influences affect things. And I've kind of found, I've always been a garbage artist, absolute garbage artist, but I'm very good at picking up like what looks good, what things um, move people more, like stuff like that. So I guess I've just very much enjoyed kind of combining the art history with social anthropology and kind of mixing it in to figure out, to like see humans and different cultural movements through the lens of their art is just fun for me. I like it and I'm hoping to weave like environmental crisis into it with my dissertation once I get past my bachelor's, but yeah. Lots That's of awesome. Stuff. Yeah. That is super cool. Like She's the coolest lady ever, I love her. Hell yeah. Hey, you'll have those role models in school that'll really just like shift your whole life dynamic like that. Um, but it's kind of cool that you're juxtaposing two things that otherwise wouldn't have been connected or thought to be connected, but the art history with the anthropology. I mean, once you line them both up together, they make sense pretty well. Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's like a novel idea that I'm combining the two. I think the difference is a lot of art historians like to sit on their historian viewpoint where they're like, I'm going to sit back and analyze this <laughs> and think they know everything and like research it, which is cool. And I vibe with that. I vibe with historians. But I think the more important part is not just looking at the art and being like, well, I know facts and I can propose different ideas about why this started. And I kind of like the idea more of looking at the art and thinking, okay, well, who created it? Why did they create it? What does it have to do with the larger movements of the time, which is like the basis of art history? And then looking into, does it represent a larger group or is it just this one person's mindset? Um, and kind of tying that in and then seeing, okay, was there anything that happened like that like a huge cultural impact or even a small one within like a subgroup, you know? And just see like, did that spur anything weird out of it? Are there trends that I can point back to and say, oh man, all of this art kind of ties back into this one idea from this one like, you know, outsider subgenre group of people who are, who are living on the edge. Like, I don't know. I, I guess it's just me being like a little goth kid on the inside and being like yeah let's look into the culture i i don't know <laughs> i think we should do that <laughs> yeah, i'm to do that yeah like it's cool because people study you know anthropology teaches us like you know about ourselves and the history of us as a human us as human beings but specifically when you kind of like incorporate the art history into the anthropology teaches you about like, why did people make artistic interpretations or expressions in this particular way or with these how do they depict you know what was going on at the time or like what was relevant at the time and 
I don't know. It's cool. Like it, I think that it's a way to like, you know, it kind of, it, it's a, it, it incorporates some like sociology, some psychology into, you know, how you understand about like just the psychology behind art. It's a cool yeah. combo to get like a holistic like understanding of what it, what it is. Yeah. yeah. Also, just anthropology is literally like I always make fun of the fact that like anthropology is so like you need to know a little bit of everything pretty much because it's like okay you're not focusing on this one specific thing you're focusing on the human experience the evolution of humans you like you know the anatomy of humans even so you have to know all of this fucking stuff mm -hmm. like i don't know even like i took a neuroanthropology class which was basically neuroscience and anthropology combined and it was like I didn't have any like medical background. They just expected me to like walk into class and be like, I know all of the different circuitries of the brain. This is how the sleep cycle works specifically following these neuron paths. And I was like, okay, I guess here we go. But yeah, you just have to know a bunch of random shit and then piece it all together. That was and the like, I kind of slept through in, in AP psych in high school. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I got a D in that shit. An AP psych? Uh, yeah, well, I took it senior year, and I had really bad senioritis, and I just wasn't willing to put in all the time, because it's a lot of busy work. I get that. I guess I just, like, only picked classes my senior year that I was like, I like this. I want to learn it. And so that's why I was like, ah, oh, let me be active. But I just like learning. <laughs> I like learning when I have the mental capacity to do it, but also, how often does that happen? <laughs> yeah. I just... I, I like learning when I can just engage with the material and if it doesn't interest me, like I don't really take the time to learn it. That's Same. why I was so bad at math, so. Exactly, so if it's something I'm interested in, I will dive full in and I will like fully like understand it and go above and beyond. But if I really am not that like intrigued, I'm like, I don't care, I'm sorry. Like I'm sure this is lovely and that people care about this. It's just not my thing. Yeah, exactly. Heard. I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then I'm like, you don't make it suck less if I knew about it. And then I'm just like, well, I'm going to figure it out. And then if I don't like it by the end of this, well, I don't have to fucking do it again. That was me with like AP Calc, AB and BC. I was like, well, I did it and I hate this shit and I don't want to do it again, but I did it. That's why so. the furthest I went was pre-Calc and I'm like, I, I don't have to go further because my major <laughs> yeah. doesn't need to. <laughs> Same, same here. I did as little math as possible. That's why I study journalism. Jess, let's turn it to you. Why? So, yeah. costuming. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like, where you kind of found yourself doing that? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so essentially, when I was finishing high school, I was like, well what am I going to possibly major in? Because they're, you know, every option under the sun. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not good at, like, keeping up with academic, like, research and such. Even if I find the things interesting, I know I can't keep up with that. So, therefore, I'm not going to choose anything down, like, the academics route. And I was like, well, theater is something that I was always passionate about and wanted to continue on with my life. And so I was originally thinking that I wanted to do performance. Um, and then I realized that I couldn't be told no for my entire life because that would destroy myself, I think. So switched from that. Um, 
and so I was like, okay, what can I kind of do down the like um, tech side of it and behind the production route? And I was uh, didn't have a whole lot of experience with that side of it because I had been more on like the stage portion for leading up to before college. And so um, there are a handful of theater core classes that we had to take and electives um, with theater. And so it, I, it was kind of nice because that just kind of gives you a brief overview of a lot of the different areas of it that maybe you haven't been as much experience to. And so like, then I got like more experience with like the construction portions of it and the sound and lighting. And I'm like, that was really cool, but it wasn't really like what I was passionate about. And then I had to take a couple like costuming classes and fell in love with that world and kind of like creating um, things like garments and things that can be worn on stage and how like that interact, like all the different things that go into like designing that and the various parts. And so I'm excited to do that, um, like finish up my degree with that in school now, although what I actually end up uh, wanting to end up doing is more special effects makeup. Um, Cause there was like a theater makeup class that I took as an elective and I was like, that sounds fun and absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, so now I, if I can, I'd really love to be doing like prosthetic work and like special effects makeup for TV and film down the road if that's something that I can kind of like aim myself towards. So and I finish up with the costuming degree and then I want to go to cosmetology school and like get the hair portion of everything down and then do like a tech um, trade program in like special effects makeup so I can kind of do like the full like three like clothing hair makeup and kind of have the full shebang there. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's kind of my plan. It'll be a triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of working myself towards this because that's that's what my mom does. She's a hairdresser and has a salon in Brookfield and is like a national educator through Matrix. And so um, it's going to be nice to have some kind of mm -hmm. like someone who can kind of give me some experience with that along with just doing it in school. Um, and then I want to probably move west somewhere, see where my opportunities lie and do something more in the makeup world. Sure. Okay. Awesome. You have a, one of my best friends uh, went to cosmetology school. He loved it. And mm. Now she works full time at a salon. It's a, it's a really creative world and I'm excited to be able to enthrall myself in that more. Totally. I, I love theater and I'd love to maybe be able to work in a theater for a while but I think ultimately I want to end up doing TV and film just because you can't really like especially because I want to be doing special effects makeup there isn't a whole lot of need for attend like small details and like um, really small like work when it comes to things like on the face and such when it comes to theater because you have to be read from a long distance rather than uh, needing like the details for like up close things which is more like what you need for film and tv because the cameras and so that's really what I'd love to be doing because I love like the small the small stuff yeah yeah that makes sense um you have like a favorite genre of tv film that you feel like you'd gravitate towards mm, there I guess like when I've thought about it um I really love the concept of doing like anything for like a fantasy world or sci-fi because then I can do like aliens or creatures and work with like prosthetics and like create something really cool like that 
Um, and so that would be fun. But also, I would love to do some kind of like horror something because gore is so fun. Like there are rules, obviously, have to make things look realistic with the rules. But like you can be like, eh, that looks a little funky. Let's add some more blood. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, that looks pretty dope. <laughs> like gore is very fun to work with. I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. Yeah, I. That's uh, cool. I mean, I, I've seen like some of your costuming in the past, and it seems kind of like up in that, that in sort of in that realm. Um, Fantasy slash gore. Yes. A lot of your Instagram feed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's cool. Um, I, I think it's a good way to. Um, play on like the fears that we had is like, like when we were younger about, you know, certain like, certain like creatures or just imaginary like supernatural ideas like mm-hmm. used to scare the shit out of us when we were kids. And it's like cool to sort of play into that world. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I wanna be able to give people that suspension of belief of like, allowing them to have those worlds in their head. I want to make like the things and allow it to just look funky and like be able to like create like creatures. That's so cool. Also, yeah. as long as we're making fun of my weaviness, we need to also touch on the fact that all this bitch watches is like teen supernatural TV shows. Listen, I have a genuine love for garbage content because I know that it's bad, and but I love, like, it's just... Oh, and I support it. Really just it. it just makes so much sense to bring that up <laughs> along with going off of what Ben said because I went, well, yes, exactly that. That's <laughs> uh, fair. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, whatever inspires you or whatever also, like, helps you recline and just enjoy. Yeah. I've been watching Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> I support that. That's a solid it's choice. so fucking funny. It's the funniest show I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it's just like something about like the bad acting, like the not good storyline, whatever it is. Like it's just, I kind of just love it. You just gotta simmer oh. in how bad it is. And like, like, I don't have yeah. to care about analyzing whether it's a good plot or a good story because I know that it's not, but I'm gonna just like fully immerse myself in yeah. anyway. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna vibe with it. I mean, it's cliche to say at this point, but that's why people appreciate the room, you know? Man, ah. There's something I about miss those content. midnight screenings so <laughs> much because I would get so hype every time. I'd bring like new friends and they'd be like, you haven't experienced this yet? We're going. Were you guys at the showing when Tommy Wiseau was actually like at the screening? Yes, no. I have a picture with him. I have a signed Blu-ray copy of The Room on DVD. <laughs> yes! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have to find this now. Yeah, it's fine. Um, a whole adventure. Word. I, I think I was working during that point, so I don't think I was able to go. But I, I was excited that it was happening. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think I went with, uh fuck, was it, I went with either Mac or James. Oh, uh, shout out my boys, Mac and James. Shout out the boys. Um, yeah, um, back in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was just the most surreal and just outrageously hilarious thing to see in real life. Like I went with my friend Brock and uh, 
it was just like Tommy did this really horrible Q&A before the movie started. Yep. <laughs> where you couldn't even understand like a word he was saying. And when you did understand the words, it was him telling you the basic movie, this is my movie. And that would be the extent of the answers, okay. pretty much. So you realize your movie. You're like, like movie. all right, we're not denying that. Yeah, it's like, oh, like you it's just literally that laugh. Yeah, after every yeah. response. I yeah, I couldn't make up like any words he was loves, saying. Except yeah, Tommy just like loves the idea of America so much. Which is so funny because you can see how much of that idea is just made up in his own head and you're like oh buddy boy oh buddy <laughs> yeah so i in order to meet him i remember, yeah you had to buy something so i, I remember i was so broke and like the ch i bought the like, cheapest thing it? you bought the cheapest thing yeah, just... the headshot. yeah but yeah um i also just wanted a copy of this movie so i was like perfect right there i think it was like the, 15 what's... bucks What's the DVD like? Like, are like, what's the menu like? Are there like features? <laughs> Not there's like nothing crazy. He really didn't put any extra work into this. Although my favorite is he has his headshot <laughs> inside of. <laughs> it's... That's the most on-brand thing I think it's... could be in this. <laughs> and you want to know what the back of it is? You want to know what the back what? of it is? What is the back? Tommy Wiseau's underwear. Are you fucking kidding it's me? It's a card that says the different sizings and inches and centimeters uh, for the Tommy Wiseau underwear collection. Dude, um, incredible. I think he genuinely like has like a shrine of himself like in his own house. Like that he just I would believe that every it. day. There are only a few people alive that I think legitimately could have shrines of themselves, and I think Tommy Wiseau is one of them. <laughs> and the Probably. answer is, this does indeed, it has behind the scenes, horrid to watch, it has interviews, make no fucking sense. Um, my favorite is on the back of this, it just says, Tommy Wiseau. That's it. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. And then it says trailers, and then it says, uh, then obviously you have your like scene selection, but it has deleted scenes. Fuck, was it worth the purchase for that? Uh, but my I don't favorite know how much this was, but I think <laughs> it was fifteen bucks. And also oh, my yeah. favorite is on the scene selection. There's literally forty-two scene selections. The movie's not that long, and one of like... them is just underwear, <laughs> and then another one is in quotation marks. I'll record everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you know what that part is from. I bet. <laughs> betray me. I record everything. <laughs> yep. God bless. I love, I love, I love um, the fight in the party at the end when he's like, you, in like within two minutes, you we go from, betray. you go from, we're expecting. <laughs> and then you go through, you go through, Son of a bitch. He's like, I'll kill you, bastard. And I'm just a chicken. I'll break every bone in your body. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 
pretty good impression. You Everybody got. betray me. I'm fed up with this world. Ben, I think next um, next project you need to envelop on is a one man rendition of the room. I did I'll dress film it for you. I did. I uh, watched the shit out of it. I did dress. I will. I'll do that. I did dress up as him for Halloween two years ago. I think I remember that. I think I do too. Yeah. Wait, wait. Two that was when. Ago, that what? was like right when like I first became friends with you guys. And mm-hmm. I. Was that yeah. like? Did you stop by Max party or did we stop by a separate one? I, I think remember. I remember seeing you, but I don't remember where. But yeah. Well, what I did was um, I just went to Goodwill and like I couldn't find just like a black wig, so it was like this gray wig that was like this. It was like this really like long haired wig, so I had to cut the, <laughs> I had to cut the the wig down to size, and mm-hmm. then I like there was like this football for like three bucks that I bought while I was there, and then. I just put like, um, you know, like a suit coat with no tie, and uh, <laughs> like did the full effort, huh? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just like, like, a few spoons, like plastic spoons, in your pocket. Should have done that, yeah. But I was just—I tried to—I tried to just like sort of method act the costume all night, and just try to just talk like him and not, and being character as much as I could online and it was it was pretty fun I mean there were a lot of people that knew exactly what I was so I'm like I think I, mean, I think I remember this with our friend group I would not doubt that everyone like a majority of people there would not know who you were you know like but then you go to the the UWM like the the film majors party and yeah. everyone knows what you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly exactly uh, how one we, well what did we go as two years ago? I think that was that the was, year. I think, was that the Hex Girls year? Yeah, we were the Hex Girls. That was a fun one. I was uh, mad. I should have brought my, I should have brought the bass out and just like sat there with it the whole time. That would have been, that would have been too much prop work though. True. Mm. I who the Hex Girls thing. are? Am I, am so I just. What do you do? The like goth band? The goth oh. girl band. I never, never, never was a Scooby Doo kid. Wow, that's upsetting. I, you know, I think we may have to end this. You know, I might have to not post this. (laughs) (laughs) Just delete the part where you said that you don't know Scooby Doo out of it and deal with your shame in in your own privacy. Fair enough. We can we can settle that off camera. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I uh, we are running out of time right now, but I want to thank you, ladies, for joining me today to talk about, you know, the the perils of anime dating sims. <laughs> um, I was gonna say the perils of, you know, living with the times right now, but also talking a little bit about like, you know, your passions and, um. Ending on talking about, I didn't know we were going to end on talking about Tommy Wiseau, but. Always, know. always a valid topic. Yeah. Well, um, as we close out, um, I ask everyone the same questions on the way out. Uh, Jess, start with you. What keeps you up at night? Keeps me up at night. Um, damn. Mostly uh, my own self disappointment, um, but <laughs> also the cats. They, uh, they, I will be laying in bed and then get a claw in my leg. So mostly them. 
but yeah, def- I like to chew. Sokka likes to chew on your nipple a lot. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, he like thinks he's his mom, and then he just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cats mostly keep Oof. me up, but also, uh, yeah, interactions that I've had throughout the week that just maybe didn't go quite as planned. Uh, that keeps me up. Oh yeah, that's like the bane of my existence when like I just like talking to somebody and planning planning a conversation in your, in your head and when it comes out it just completely like Listen, doesn't my brain and my mouth are constantly moving at different speeds and they're yeah. never quite lined up so it just there, there's a lot of just garbage that falls out of my mouth i hear uh, believe me i'm i'm totally there with you so um <laughs> uh, but luckily i mean and that happens in the show a lot, but luckily I can edit this, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Michaela, what keeps you up at night? Uh, that is a heavy question, because I'm mentally disabled. So, A, the voices, but if we're going to be, like, <laughs> uh, more, less centered on that, I guess. Man, thinking about this upcoming election, and, like, I know a lot of people like around my age and my friend group have not been as involved in you know watching the dnc and doing stuff like that and i know a lot of us are including myself are kind of pissed because we were sitting here hoping for like bernie and aoc and it's like we and we got an old white man and a cop again but like an old white man who isn't down with it you know so it's like just i don't know what keeps me up at night it is thinking that like god i hate saying it because like fuck the fuck the, fuck a party but like come on we just gotta get we just gotta get this guy out of office and have a little bit of party unity just like go vote like if you can especially to all of those fucking like no hate i guess a little bit of anger but libertarians who think like oh you know like i don't need to vote because i don't believe in either of the options and i'm like Homie, there's tons of people who have been given unjust felonies who can't vote for, like, they can't vote for themselves, you know? So therefore you gotta, just anybody who can vote should. Just go out and vote. That's what keeps me up at night, is really just this upcoming election and thinking that we're gonna repeat the same mistakes that we've been making for fucking years when you go through our presidency list and the one we have right now is just a complete shit storm pile of all of our past president's mistakes and like i hope we learn our lessons and i hope we can have some form of party unity just just until the election's over post that we can fight we can cross the aisle we can fight it doesn't just please go out vote i'm not going to tell you who to vote for but like please just vote (laughs) Oh yeah, I yeah, co-signed. Uh, that's why I became a communist. <laughs> I think that's why we all became communists. Word. Well, right. Uh, yeah. This is hard want- to say. Loosely yeah. defined communists. <laughs> Weakly defined communists. Communism's hard in a globalized community, but like, just you know, not not uh, imagining a system that you know where you don't have to live under 
you know, capital, capital, yeah, capitalist exploitation and where resources are socialized and housing is a human right and healthcare is a human right. And, and fucking drinking water is a human right instead water, of bottled up in Fiji. And food security, like all that. None of us fucking ask to exist. None of us ask Closing to words. be born. Uh, fuck capitalism? Closing words. Fuck capitalism. Fuck capitalism. Let's be gay. Start a, com a commune. Begin We're going to raise some goats. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Burn down the white supremacy. And I know. Fucking capitalism. Yeah, and there's no ethical conception under capitalism. People have to remember that. You can do like everything you believe to be like just as far as like, you know, like where your products are sourced or like whether or not you decide to consume animals or not it's like all the even like the most even all of that shit like it doesn't touch on right. the amount of shit that these corporations are doing like, like it, there's choices you can make as an individual to like reduce your own use and like to be more ethical about your own use but really like and that's great and that's like absolutely make those choices if that's like up your alley but also ultimately it's mostly like big corporations and governments that are uh, causing the main issues and placing the blame on the individuals so don't don't be mad at poor people for buying the cheap salmon because they just wanted some fucking salmon even though the fishing industry's fucked I'm adding a friend right now who is giving me shit about buying the cheap salmon. <laughs> I, I go for the cheap salmon too. Um, you get what you can afford. In exactly. Can, right. And you know, really if do. you can afford ethically sourced things. Amazing. Sourced, amazing. Do it. You can get your quinoa that you think is ethically sourced. Sure. Do your thing, I guess. But have fun displacing a bunch of other people around the world's homes. Jess, what puts you to sleep? Uh, what puts me to sleep? Mm, I guess, like, for me, falling asleep is a funky thing because I don't ever make a decision to be like, I'm going to go to sleep now. I just kind of continuously let my mind run or do whatever it is that I'm doing until I pass out. So I guess um, keeping myself, my brain, like, occupied until it can just tire itself out and I pass out is what puts me to sleep. Honestly, it is. Hey, Kayla, how about you? Um, so A, uh, my current partner, he's great, he's wonderful. Shout out the partner. Yeah, shout out my partner. Definitely helps me sleep a lot better. But B, almost helps me sleep better than my partner, no offense to him. But, uh, man, I just fall asleep listening to Critical Role, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, Matthew Mercer is a voice acting god, and I stand by that. They're just so funny and, like, heartwarming and uplifting, and they, they do such a good job at storytelling, and it's just, it's something I like to, like, listen to as I fall asleep all the time, because it's just... And thus we both, we both fall asleep we to it. We both fall asleep to it, because her room's right next to mine, but... Yeah, it's just, oh man, they're just all good people. And it's fun watching a bunch of like quality people with good morals and values doing something that's fun for them and then donating off of their success. Like realizing, oh, we got really popular off of this. Let's donate money to like creative groups for like 
people in like smaller communities who don't get that access in LA or like just they're super cool they're super funny heartwarming dumb goon shit it's fun I don't know I just I love my D&D campaign so much so it's fun watching another person's D&D campaign go so well it's just like hell yeah I love hearing that word Ben will put you to sleep have you ever been asked this uh yeah yeah. Good. Sometimes, <laughs> people, sometimes people turn it on me, but the answer does change. Lately, it's just been the white noise from my AC. Uh, yeah, it's been very pleasant to, to sleep. Through. Like, I like sleeping in a cold room. So, like, I have it on full blast, and just, like, the white noise combined with just how cold it makes my room sleep so sound. That's nice. And what keeps you up at night? Uh, wow. Yes, the question's out of order. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll leave you with a slight bit of uneasiness after this while you edit. <laughs> uh, constantly feeling, I have really bad imposter syndrome. So like, I never feel like I'm doing enough, especially as a cisgender white male, like I, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out how I can be the best ally and like, I don't always, sometimes like you get like just conflicting, conflicting like, uh, like mindsets where it's like, I don't want to like do too much where I feel like I'm like a white savior, but I also don't want to like do too little where it's just like, I'm looking the other way and, you know, ignoring other people's needs. So like very relatable finding the yeah sort of navigating that and finding like and not letting white guilt or male guilt like deter me from doing the right thing or being the best person I can be um that keeps me up um big understood yeah uh well thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy thank you for joining me ladies uh, a lot of fun hanging out yeah right so great to see you guys and uh miss you I miss you too. And let's hang out very, very soon. Uh, yeah. Social distance, maybe. Social distance hangout. Sit on the porch. I'd be down. And awesome. I'll right. drink one of those mimosas with you. Perfect. They're empty now, so. but maybe. We'll also, it's perfect more. time to end this because our downstairs neighbors, I don't know if you can hear, started blasting music. And I'm like, I'm vibing to it, but I don't know how that's doing with the sound quality. I can't really hear it, but okay, well, perfect. Amazing. Well, okay. Well, take care, ladies, and thank you so much. Uh, we'll uh, see you soon, okay? Yeah, see you soon. Have Bye. a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. You too. You too.